Hello, Molo, Sawona, Jumbo, and welcome to Every Nation Durban. We are part of a global family of churches with a purpose to honor God by establishing Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, socially responsible churches and campus ministries in every nation. You can find us in big cities like London, New York, Paris, and Joburg. You can also Botswana, China, and even Hawaii. In Durban, we have a local vision of being a healthy church that starts other healthy churches. Our mission is reach, disciple, impact. We want to reach every person, every campus, and every nation. Join this mission to honor God and advance His kingdom. Jesus, hallelujah. Am I on? Can you hear me, baby? All right, thank you. We can start. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's good to be here. Yeah, he is Jaira indeed. Uh, yeah, Father, we thank you. Let's just, let's just pray before, we, before I start. Lord, Father, we thank you for what you're doing in our midst, Lord. We, we are so grateful, Ngozi, and... Uh, we are so thankful, Father, that uh, you, your word is true. Your word, it's always true. It never does anything contrary to what it said. And for that, Lord, we are grateful. We come before you, Lord, right now as we listen to your word. That let our ears be attentive to your voice in the name of Jesus. Father, let our hearts be attentive to you, Lord. Let our eyes look to you this morning in the name of Jesus. As we interpret, as we, as we, as we digest your word, Father, let it be you, Father God, helping us through that. In the name of Jesus. Take over as we go through your word this morning, here and at home. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Yo! Uh, we, we, we serve a living God. We serve an amazing God who has amazing plans for us. And the beautiful thing about life is many of us have seen how amazing God is. And many of us are still seeing it. And many of us are going to see it, especially after today's sermon. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Uh, this morning, uh, I was walking with my son to the car, to the garage, and on our way there, we, we see someone I've never met before. This guy has recently moved in this complex. So we open our garages. There are two garages between us. We open, he opens, I come out, he comes out. Now he hesitates because he wants me to pass first. So I'm like, no, you come out. So I'm already outside waiting for him because I'm going to close our garage. Alona comes in the car. And then before he jumps off, I'm like, no, it's fine. I'll close your garage. You know, so we, I don't know his name. We've never met. But I've seen him now and again in our complex. So I close his garage. And then I go to my car. And he's like, thank you. You know, he's like, his, his window is closed. He's like, thank you. You know, and I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so we drive. Then we drive, park, wait for my wife to come and my daughter. Uh, we are used to waiting. No, Alona, so Jesus is Lord. Amen. <laughs> so it's fine. So the man waits, you know. Uh, the men wait, and while waiting, this guy went to make a U-turn somewhere within the complex. While he comes down, he says, thank you again. And I'm like, yo, 
But what have you just done? You know, you've touched a place where I was not aware you would. The way he was so thankful, it's like me and Alan are past that. We're like, hey, guys, we can't be late. We need to be there by quarter past eight. And this guy is like, thank you. You know, so the point I'm getting to is this is the life we are destined to live. The life of being a blessing. The life of being present. The life of being there. That, Lord, what do you want to do? And you do it. The life of just moving carefree. The life of not being under pressure. The life of being patient. The life of serving. That is the life we are called to live. And that is the life that we are all able to live. That is the life we are all able to live. So that's what we're going after this morning. And I want you to prepare your hearts because this word is going to challenge you. This word, since we've started this series, it's going to, it's, we are taking to another level this morning. Hallelujah. And, and, and the fruit of that is we will live a life where when circumstances come, we are content. When you say Jaira, you know what it means to say Jaira. When you say circumstances don't shake you, it's okay. Whether you are late or not, Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. It is okay. Pastor Wayne is going to wait and you're going to apologize. Next time you won't be late. Hallelujah. But Jesus is still Lord. Whether you are late or not. Hallelujah. So, so that's the heart of this sermon, church, that we, we would live the life that God has destined for us. Hallelujah. Amen. So we are continuing with winning the war in the mind. Hallelujah. Winning the war in the mind, that's the series we're in. If you have not listened to the past two series, I'd like to encourage you. You have to listen to those series. They are key to today's sermon and next week's sermon. Your life will never be the same again, church. I am telling you this. I promise you this. I am not selling you. I am promising you this thing, guys. Your life will never be the same again. You will always be victorious in every season of your life. I tell you now. I lie not, hallelujah. Every season, winter or whatever, lost or no lost, bereaved or not bereaved, you will be fruitful in every season. Your leaves will never wither in every season. Peace of the peace that surpasses all understanding will fill your heart in every season. That's what we're going after. Hallelujah. We are not talking about a storm-free life. Ah uh-uh. ah. We are not talking about a waterless life. No, you will go into the water. The water will come. Hallelujah. Storms will come. Weapons formed against you will come. But they will not prosper. And that is what we are going after with this series. We are going after this series to say, even when, hallelujah, even when storms come, but they will not drop you. They will not put you on the ground. Hallelujah. Even when they come, or even when they hit you, you will not be shaken. Hallelujah. That is what this series is about. And my prayer, our prayer, is that you will catch it and you will do the things that the Lord is presenting to us. Hallelujah. Winning the war. So week one, we spoke about Ubabsobs. Ubabsobs. So Babsobs was here week one. Uh, so Babsobs was here and he was, Babsobs was talking about discerning the will of God. You know, and that was week one. And uh, Uzimana calls Ubabsob's Tata. So Utata was here on week one. And Utata was talking about discerning the will of God. And the question I want to ask you, that have you prayed to God that week? 
Ooh, hallelujah. Have you prayed to God that week? Did you? Because the takeaway from that week was pray. Ask God his plans for you. Have, you. have you done that? Don't raise your hand. Don't say yes or no. It's fine. Ask, ask here. Have you done that? Have you prayed, Lord, that what is your will with my life? Have you prayed that prayer that week? Have you? Have you started practicing that prayer? Because for me, for us to continue today, that is key. And if you haven't, I want you to go and do it this week. Hallelujah. Because this is a step-by-step process. Have you done that? Have you, have you prayed that, Lord, fill me with the peace that surpasses all understanding? Have you done that? If you have not done that, please write it down. I'd like to encourage you to start doing that until you hear from God. Umam Knox, I call him Umam Awami. Uh, and last week he was talking about the thoughts that we have received over the years through things we watch, through inheritance, and how to replace those thoughts with the word of God. Have you done that this past week? Have you done that? Have you done that? Who has held you accountable? Who have you held accountable to do that? Guys, these thoughts are there. They come. I was watching, uh, I was watching, I'm not sure if I'll repent with what I was watching, but Jesus is Lord, hallelujah. So I was watching uh, a series in uh, 161, uh, and every, every time these guys wake up, they drink alcohol. Every time they wake up, they're drinking alcohol. Also, you know, so I'm not alone. Jesus is Lord, hallelujah. So I didn't even mention, and there are people who know, like, yeah, so, hey, guys, these guys, they don't even dash it. They, they, they pour it as it is, and they drink it as it is. Every morning, every time that guy comes or this lady comes, they are drinking. And you wonder why years later you start drinking, and you start loving alcohol, you are addicted to alcohol. You wonder why. It's the things we've been watching. Over time, they manifest themselves. And without you realizing, that is what Mam Knox was talking about last week that we need to be careful of the things we are watching because they are building, he, he had a very scientific, nice word, so refer to last week's sermon, but he had a very nice word, he had a very nice word for that thing, neuro something in your mind, that it builds up, it builds up. Fundis, stronghold? No, 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 it was not that, you see, you don't even know now, check last, it, yes, neuro that, but he, but he, he she, but she, 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 she she spoke about that. And so she spoke about that. There's a particular episode that happened last three or four weeks ago when I watched. One of these guys is in trouble. There's a problem with the wife and kid and all of that. One comes and says, are you having problems? And I can see the way you are drinking. I was like, yo, these guys are selling. This is business. So, so for me, you are... Immediately when you said that line, you are telling people who are watching, when you have problems, drink. When you have problems, drink. Drink. And I was like, yo, Lord, why are, what, what are we watching? So this is what's happening to us. There are things we listen to. There are things we watch. I know I'm just allowing time. I just, just to rest, resting the mind. But what the mind is doing, it's picture. It's taking a selfie. It's taking, it's taking, and it, it's, it's putting it in. Now there's gonna come a time you're gonna, you're gonna have, you're gonna use that. And the next thing, I didn't know how it happened. It just happened. I wasn't aware. And the next thing, it's what you've been watching. 
it's what you've been listening to. There are lyrics, guys. There are songs we listen to in the morning, in whatever station you listen to. Listen to the lyrics. You would hear the lyrics like... But all these songs, they are lost right now because Jara is in my head. But there are many songs we listen to that say something that contradicts the word of God. So you'd find that this this lyric would say, uh, God helps those who help themselves. You know, for the sake of a word. And the next thing, when you're in trouble, the first thing you think about, God helps those who help themselves. Then you start helping yourself. The next thing, you're missing out on what God is doing. What are you listening to? Have you looked at that? So, the emphasis of this series, church, as I was saying, it's not a storm-proof life. Storms will come and circumstances will happen. But the heart of it, it is to say, whether you are black or white or Indian, it doesn't matter. What matters is what God is saying. And whether you are unemployed or employed, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant when it comes to the word of God. Whether you, 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 you are young or you are old, it's irrelevant. God will do what he has planned for you at that time. God doesn't, hallelujah. So that means what has take, what can take you ten years, it can take him two days for it to be done. That is why the Bible says, guard your heart. Because above all else, everything flows from there. We, 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 we saw this. The Israelites left Egypt. They were supposed to take probably less than a week. It took them 40 years and so forth. It took them a long time. Why? Because their hearts were not ready to get there. We will, we could get late to get there because we are not in the right place. Because we are not conquering our mind. Promotion is coming. No, I'm too young. Promotion is coming. No, no, I don't qualify. I won't be able to lead these people. But God is saying, it is yours, take. But you you disqualify yourself because you are thinking, for you to be in that position, for you to get that business, you need to have at least have got 10 customers so that you can know how to deal with the 11th customer. And God is saying, no, I am doing something new with your life. I'm going to do this thing I've never done before with your life. Why? Because you disqualify yourself in their mind. And that is the heart of this series, that do not disqualify yourself in the mind. Ask God that, Lord, what is your will right now? What thought contradicts this in your Bible, Lord? I am more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens me. Okay, I'm taking that position, it's mine. Hallelujah. That is what we are after. I've been praying for this sickness. It is not stopping. I've been praying for my family. This thing is not happening. Have you bothered to ask God that, Lord... Why is it taking so long? Lord, why is it taking long? Can you ask God that question? Can you be real with God? That Lord, why is it taking long? Lord, why is it taking long? Please show me, Lord, what am I missing? I've been praying for my father for years and years and years. He still does the same thing over and over again. Lord, why is it happening? What am I missing? Have you bothered to ask God that? That's the heart of this sermon. Hallelujah. John 16:33. It says... These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. Say, have peace. In the world. Oh, hallelujah. (laughs) Jesus knew it all. He knew it all. It's like you will have tribulations. Are we not having tribulations? We are. 
Some of us are in better seasons now, but it's going to come back. It's, it's, it's life. It's a cycle of life. You know, you're going to cry in, in three months from now. It's life. It's how it happens. It, how life happens. Your car is going to break down. Your washing machine breaks down. You're like, oh, Lord, everything is just breaking down. And then everything stops. And then you're like, oh, hallelujah, Jesus is Lord. It's life. But Jesus says, but be of good cheer. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. We are, we are dealing with a finished work here. It's finished. In the cross, when you cook, you're a good musician, sing. You are good in writing, write. That's why you're here. Nothing else. You are not here to wake eight, uh, half past four, you're working, you go home, you sleep. No, 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 you are not there. You are there to be the best version that God has made you to be. And let us not miss that. Why are we missing it? Because the mind is not at the right place. You hear today, someone, you miss it again. You don't ask God, Lord, what is your will? You just flounder. You, 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 you forget. We forget. Monday comes. My manager calls me. I was preaching on Sunday. Um, Twa, uh, we're thinking of, uh, we've got this investment. We'd like to do A, B, C, D. What do you think? I answer on the spot. I don't ask God. Miss it on the spot. We miss it there immediately. Instead of saying, guys, this is, this is preaching to me as well. Instead of saying, okay, I'll think about it. Or instead of saying, at that moment, while you're listening, Lord, what are you saying? At that, you can answer at that moment, you can connect with heaven at that moment and say, Lord, what are you saying? Then you, on Tuesday, on Tuesday, you have a problem at school, your child, what, what, your spouse, what, what, and you come down. There's a passage in the Bible that says, be quick to listen and slow to anger. Then, be quick to, okay, I have it somewhere here, but there's that passage, don't rush to speak. Listen. So my wife is speaking, Alona is talking. Okay, what is Alona saying before I respond? Am I hearing my wife? Am I listening to my wife? Ah, baby, I don't like A, B, C, T, A, F, G. You always, you always are like... Why is she saying always? Why did she use that word always? That's all I'm processing. So at that moment, you're like, Lord, help me calm down. So that I speak at a place of patience, peace. Let's be okay. I know you love me. I know you don't mean that word, you know. And then we, and then we speak. And then we speak from there. That's Tuesday's homework. The point I'm getting to is, the point I'm getting to is, I was making an example. The, the point I'm getting to is, we need to conquer this. And for us to conquer it, we need to be here. We need to be in touch at all times. It's going to take practice. It's going to take a lot of practice. And that practice starts when? Now. That practice starts as soon as you live here. The more you practice it, the easier it becomes the easier it becomes. Mamunox recommended 40 days. I agree. Let's go for 40 days. If you break the cycle of 40 days, you start again. You don't give up because this is your life we're talking about. This is not my life. This is your life. And this is a God, this is the life that God is destined for you. And once you hit the mind, you are done. No one, you are done. It's like, it's like you and heaven are like this. No heaven. When I know heaven, no heaven. They're, they are in the line. It's like wherever you turn. It's like heaven is here. 
It's like heaven is here. Fundisi, there's a, there's, a, there's a song that is trending that says things are in line. Uh, but it doesn't mean God, you know. I've, I've, I've just, I've just, I've just. <laughs> I, th- I think so. <laughs> Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, 2. Let's keep going. Let, let, let's keep going. Romans 12, 2. Do not conform. Hallelujah. Do not conform. I wasn't conforming to the party when I said that so. But anyway. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. But by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. This means you can and should have a good life. Say good life. Pleased life. Say pleased life. A perfect life. Hallelujah. Say a perfect life. Not because of you. Not because of what you've done. But because he is perfect. Because he is good. And because, more importantly, he is pleased with you. Because he is pleased with you where you are. But we need to get our minds renewed. You've been given a choice here to test and approve. It's like, like, dude, I love you so much. I want you to test and approve. Test and approve. But you can't test and approve if your mind is not renewed. Then you make the, what we've been talking about. You make how and again. He gets himself in things. And the next thing is like, yo, Lord, I need to go back. You know, I've messed up here. I should have listened to my wife. I should have listened to Pastor Wayne sometimes. I should have listened to Ntlibi and so forth. So how to avoid that? Because by then time is wasted. Energy is wasted. You may have compromised trust, but you can come back. You may have lost some relationships. That's what we Should I wait on you, Lord? Should I wait on you, Father? Who should I talk to? Who is mature enough that even if I don't give them back on the 25th, Jesus is still Lord on the 26th? Hallelujah. You know, who, 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 should, who should I talk to? You know? Guys, our, our, our we are more than conquerors. Romans 6.11 says, In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. So we do these things in Christ, not outside Christ. In Christ there is grace. So today is homework church in how to win the war in the mind. We need to learn to be present. That's the subtitle for today. Be present. Be present. Be present. Stay here. Have you seen me this morning? Have you really seen me today? Be present. Are you, are you, are you, do you really see me now that I'm wearing brown shoes my wife bought for me? Did you see that? Yeah, thank you. He's, did, did you see that? Did you see that? That, oh, he's wearing brownish, checkish shirt. Did you see that? Did you see that his glasses probably need to be changed in a few months time from now? But be present. Stay here. Are you here? That's what we're going after as we wrap up this sermon. That let us learn to be present. Once, once we learn to be present, it's going to take practice. When we learn to be present, we're in control. We hear God. Our minds are transformed. Then we are able to discern. So we need to capture the moment. 
You know, I love people who take selfies. They capture the moment. It's like they've just realized how good-looking they are or how good-looking people are next to them or how happy people are next to them that they have to capture the moment because they saw the moment. Can we capture the moment? Are you at home having dinner? Have dinner. Leave your phone in the kitchen. Are you picking up your kids from school, Sobs? Put your phone far. Listen to your kids. How was your day? Listen. No, someone slapped me. Why did they slap you? Listen. Are you visiting a friend? Visit the friend. Don't update your status. Can update it later. It's okay. Is that okay? Be present. Be present. That's what I'm saying. Be present. You know, guys, in my phone, there's a notification that, that tells you that Ubablanga has updated his status. I remove that notification. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Because I've realized that that thing controls me. As soon as I see that blue dot, like, what is, what is, what is Mamumpiti saying about his husband today? <laughs> okay. I, I've removed that thing because it, it, it robs me of where I am at that point, moment. Because our minds are so wired when A happens to B. A happens to B. You see a notification for Facebook coming up on your screen. Two notifications go. Who's saying what? Be present. Matthew 6.34 says, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So why do we worry? Why are we anxious? Because we are not present. Let, let, me, put, let me put a picture to you. You worry because you are thinking, what will I eat? Will I make it on time? Worry is future. Worry is not now. It's like, if I don't finish this now, that is going to be affected. If I don't meet this deadline, deadline is still coming, but you are trying to meet it here. If, if I don't call this person now, this is how they might react. Then you start worrying. If I don't get this customer now, I might lose that customer future. So worry projects the future. It brings the future here, but you can't control the future. You get to the future, your manager is like, oh wow, well done, just put it there, I'll see it tomorrow. And you're like, yo, the amount of worry I was in, the amount of disrespect I've done to people, the amount of isolation I've done has not paid off. It was, had no meaning. The amount of skipping the robots, coming to church, or catching that flight, or going home, you get home, and yeah, there was no need to do that. It doesn't pay off. Be present. I can't be late. I hope my colleague is not at work. Future. You start worrying. If she's at work today, if he's at work today, this might happen. Future. What will I eat? I hope I arrive in time. So, The hard church is be present. And that's the homework for this week. That can you learn to be present? My wife said we will try something when we have dinner that we will now put our phones in a cage. Because putting them on top of a microwave hasn't helped. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It hasn't helped. Because somehow, someway, when someone is going to dish up for someone, for some people, they're like, who's saying what? Let me quickly send that. Let me quickly check that email. Let me quickly make that phone call. The next thing, 
Ah, baby, you're on the phone. But now I'm sacrificing. You're on the phone. And the next thing, I also want my phone. So she then proposed that, love, I think let's start putting our phones in a cage. We'll lock the cage. In that way, uh, the, the lever for you, amen, Baba. The, the, the lever for you to open that cage, it will require the pastors and the elders of the church to intervene. Because now, you would have broken all prayers in the house to get that phone. That means now we are no longer dealing with a behavioral matter. It is now a stronghold that we have to address. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so it, it gets funnier. The funny part is we still don't have the cage. Hallelujah. And no one is talking about the cage. So I'm hoping after this sermon we'll talk about the cage. But how far are you willing to go to be present? How far are you willing to go to be present? I know some people when they drive, they put their phone on flight mode. You know, how far are you willing to go to be present? So I'd like to throw this to you as you become present. That start auditing your present situation. Ask yourself a question every time. How am I feeling? How am I feeling in this conversation? You know, we talk with someone, your colleague, your friend, and it's heated. Zoom in, how am I feeling? Am I angry? Okay, don't continue. Don't continue. Immediately, you know you're angry. You know what anger does. Don't just, am I angry? Okay, don't respond. Is he or she angry? Still don't respond. Calm the situation down. We'll talk later. But that moment requires you to say, how am I doing? Am I okay? Is the situation okay? Be in touch, be alive, be here. Lord, what should I do? Should I hug this person? Should I not hug? Should we meet for coffee right now? Or can we can meet tomorrow? Can I postpone this one for that one, Lord? What should I do? Why do we make harsh decisions? Because we didn't pause and ask ourselves how this is making me feel and what God says about it. Then we make harsh decisions. If you are requested to answer now and you can't, tell them you'll get back to them. Ooh, that is tough. Ooh. Yo, that is tough. That is tough. It's tough for me. Um, there's a friend of mine who's looking for a job. He's in Cape Town. He senses God that he has to leave and he's presented with a job. And he said, Sobs, they gave him on Friday a contract. He said he'll think about it over the weekend. <laughs> I'm like, yo, man, you've got the lever. They're like the Jesus lever in you. You know, you want this job and you know that Jesus is saying, take this job and you're, you're making them wait. I'm like, Lord, please, can I have that? Can I have that? No pressure. Don't rush. He's going through the contract. He's praying on them. With, on them. Monday he replies. Monday he replies. A well-informed decision. A prayed-for decision. Mafetu, we are living in a time, and the time we live, the age we're living in, it forces us. It like it forces you to think now, respond now. You are more than a conqueror through Christ. We don't have to fall into that trap. We have fallen. I have. Many of us have sitting here. Like your literal devil kicker sitting here, we have. Many of us have. And now it's a time to say, no, 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 no. Now we know. Now we know where this thing is. I will not allow this to happen. It's going to take practice. And I want you to be patient with yourself as you practice this thing. Be patient with yourself. 
Find someone to hold you accountable. Find someone to hold accountable. It's going to be a journey. But once you conquer it, I am telling you, when, when we start opening testimony sessions here in church, we will see you every Sunday wanting to testify. Because God is so good in your life, you, you are just here every Sunday. Like, pastor, pastor, pastor today, pastor. It's, you would be like, oh, Lord, there she is. And the pastor is like, oh, another testimony. But that's the life. That's the life you will live. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, he won't run. He won't run. It's fine. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. James 1, verse 19. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. I'm still learning this verse, literally, to leave it out. But it's a verse I want you to take home. That, Lord, teach me to be quick to listen. Lord, teach me to be slow to speak. Lord, teach me to be slow to become angry. Philippians 4.8 will probably wrap up with this scripture. It says, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. We know these verses, church. We know them. But come time for application. We miss it just a little bit, we miss it. And winning the war in the mind, it says, learn to be present. Learn to ask, what am I thinking? Is this in line with the word of God? Or is it in line with something that I've learned somewhere? That requires presence. Listening to your mind requires you to be here. And to listen to yourself. Then you connect with God. This is what this winning war in the mind is all about. The situation you're in, what is true here? What is honorable here? What is right here? Yes, I can see the chaos. I can see my colleagues don't like me. I can see probably business doesn't seem to be doing well. I can see that I I probably don't have friends much. I can see things are not happening. But what is true here? Can you start asking those? That that requires you to be present and to, to not allow yourself to be distracted. What is honorable here? What is right here? What is lovely? What is admirable here? What is excellent? What is worthy of praise? There's got to be something worthy of praise. There's got to be something good. Ah, they are fighting at home. They don't listen to me. Okay, what is true here? Ah, my siblings, my spouse, my kids. What is right here? What is lovely here? Okay, they are breathing. Oh, that's lovely. Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we stay there. We build up there. Ah, What is praiseworthy here? We are alive. We're breathing. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that we're breathing. In the midst of this chaos right now, Lord, we thank you that we're breathing. Father, we thank you. Then you present your thanksgiving to God. Then you pray and the Lord comes in. And the next thing, hey, Sobs, how are you doing? I'm walking on water. Hey, Sobs, what are you doing? The storm can't touch me. Because now you have shifted your focus. You have, because, because you were present, you know where to take your focus. Amen, Basalwan. So past week, we haven't asked you to go to the gym. Uh, even though we should. Um, we haven't asked you to go to the gym. And we haven't asked you to wake up at 5 a.m. yet. 
But what, what we've been talking about, we've been talking about things that we have proven ourselves that they work. And we are inviting the church that let's do it together so that we are all victorious. So that when we worship V-I-C-T Orias, we know what that means. Church, early this year, we were, Anona had to be, was receiving forms to study in Glenwood Prep. And we had to prepare for the interview. We were so excited, like, yo, apparently, apparently Glenwood Prep is one of the good schools, apparently. Uh, so my wife knows that. I was like, okay, love, it's fine, we'll pay, whatever. A week before, we, we say we'll prepare over the weekend. We'll look at YouTube, we'll ask the teachers to help. We don't do that much, we don't do that well. Day before, I had read somewhere, the day before, don't put your child under pressure. So I'm like, okay, fine, we won't put him under pressure. We go. We're like, Lord, let your will be done. We haven't done the preparation, Father. We get there. We get there. Our boy is not interviewed. So ask questions. This uh, principal, okay, I see you. Ask questions, ask questions. Oh, Alan is sitting in the middle. He's so irritated. He's like, I can't wait to leave here. You could see his physical. And I'm like, my boy, we've lost this thing now. But I'm not saying to him. I look at him and I look at this principal. I'm like, probably this guy is like, oh, this child is not well taught at home. Uh, you know, he's looking at him. Guys, my boy was irritated. We've never seen him that irritated. And he kept on removing his mask. And I could understand, you know, it's like a whole different environment. This big guy here, like, I don't know you. And there's a class separating us, a nice fancy office. By the time we're done, our boy was taken without being interviewed. Hallelujah. Can we give God a hand? Can we give God a hand? Can we give God a hand? So, so, so we are preparing for someone to be interviewed. He, in theory, he messes up the interview, but he gets taken to study there. And we're like, no interview. He's like, no guys, no interview. It's fine. We're taking your boy. You'll get an email. I'm like, in my heart, I don't trust this. I think we've just been set up here. And I keep refreshing my emails. Refresh, refresh. And the email comes, your boy has been accepted to study with us next year. This is God. This is God. This is God who doesn't want us to, to, to sweat for things. This is the God who has plans for us. But it takes us aligning ourselves with him. Getting behind him. Taking that word literally. That word be the lamp or be, be in front of my feet. It takes that. Discern the will of God. Be present. Early this year, my wife is trying to study. She applies. And in that application, everyone agrees. Uh, the employer agrees, I'm going to find you. The school accepts. She applies. In that application, the employer realizes that... Um, there's a board of director there who's part of government. So we can't continue with this. Now, this is two months later and she has started classes already. We have paid registration with our money so that at least she continues. And we're expecting refund from the employer later on. So when this happens, we're like, yo, Lord, what's going to happen now? So we're in the process of getting our money. This lady says, no, you've studied already. You can't get your money because you are, you, you are attending classes already. And we're like, Lord, what do we do this year? Does my wife study? It's her dream. It's her, she, she loves this thing. To cut the story short, when we're about to deregister, probably the week we're about to deregister, the lady in the school says, Hi, Bontando. 
your employer has paid. What happened? And my wife is like, I don't know. And the lady is like, study. Then we'll still give you your money. So my wife goes to the employer. Employer, what happened? What happened here? I thought you had stopped. When my wife asked this lady, she's like, I don't know how it happened. I don't know how it happened. And as a result, we're in trouble. However it happened, we're in trouble. That's what the lady says. And my wife is like, I can namandas. My wife walks away. <laughs> my wife walks away. It's like, if you don't know, nam I don't know. So who knows? My wife walks away. So she's studying. So they continue, but since then, it's been three months she's, she's, she's been back in studying. No one has ever come from any top management, even Uncle Malcolm, I guess. No one has ever come to say, hey, uh-uh, this was not supposed to be done, we withdraw. They pay for the entire year. They don't know how. This is God, church. Church, I'm just presenting God to you. That these are the things that God does when we align with him. And all we're doing with this series and this sermon is to say, align yourself with God. Learn to discern. Learn to understand your mind. Be present. Be here. Let us stand, church, as I wrap up. So, your focus should be how to be the the best God made, the best version that God has made you to be. How to be the best spouse. That Lord, how have you made me? How have you made me? How to be the best version of yourself? Don't worry about tomorrow. Your focus is, I am here now. Use me, Lord. How to be the best version of yourself? Be present. So as we go into this week, learn to be present. That's an exercise. We need to pursue here and now. We, we can do it. And the key to doing that, what has worked for me, find someone to hold accountable, then find someone you will hold accountable. Two things. Find someone to hold accountable and find someone who will hold you accountable. We are presented church with opportunities to be a blessing and to be blessed. But because we are not present, we miss out on opportunities. We watch and listen to things harmful to us without even realizing they are harmful. Church, our things could be taking long. Because we allow them to. And I want to encourage you this morning that we have to pursue winning the war in the mind. We have to discern. We have to listen to our mind. But all this is not possible. All this is not possible without a relationship with Christ. All this is just an advice. If you do not have a relationship with Christ... It's just an advice. But with Christ, it is possible. He finished this thing on the cross. Hallelujah. He finished this thing on the cross. He finished it. Ours is to leave. Leave. Be a son at home. Leave. Be a husband. Be a wife. Be a friend. Be a best friend. Be a prayer partner. That's all. Be a pastor. Be a connect group leader. Leave. Breathe. Be here. Church, we are going to pray. We are going to pray. We have people who have drifted away from Jesus. 
we're here. And I'm here to say to you that Jesus is saying, come as you are. We, we, we walk this journey of Christianity and we, we got trapped. We get trapped into the plans of this world, this wicked world. And we miss it. We keep coming. You leave, you come again. And Jesus is still saying this morning, come. Come. Let's have a relationship. Let's have a relationship. Let's have a consistent relationship. Some of us are struggling with sin, church. If we're struggling with sin, we are unable to discern the will of God. You watch porn this week, you don't for the next three weeks, comes back again. You go deeper in debt, you come out again, you go back again. Hallelujah. Some of us are struggling with these things. And we are Christians here. We struggle with these things. And as a result, we withdraw from God. You don't go to prayer. You don't go to prayer. We sin at work. We are unforgiving. Unforgiveness comes in. I won't forgive them. They don't deserve it. That's not right. And today, I want to invite us to Christ. There's life. There's life. And we can live that life here. Literally, every day. And there are people who don't know Christ at all. There are people who don't know Christ at all. He has paid the price. And, and I, I'm crying because I've seen what he has done in my life. And I, I want him to do that in your life. I used to struggle with sin a lot. And it took a lot of journey. Journey with brothers around me. You know, and now I'm free. I'm free. I can, I can discern the will of God. I know when to close that garage and when not to close it. I know. I'm flowing. I'm moving in the spirit of God. And I don't want to lose that. So with our eyes closed, hallelujah, with our eyes closed, we are going to pray. Next week we are going to, I'm going to give you a, something that's going to seal the deal next week. That God has shed already. But we are going to pray now. Whew, hallelujah. 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 Church. Hallelujah. Church. I just. Masalwane. If you don't know Christ and you're here. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you're here. If I was running or yes. I'd like to invite you to please raise your hand. If you don't know Jesus and you're here and you're at home, I'd like to invite you to please raise your hand and we'll pray with you. Hallelujah. So that you can live this life. Hallelujah. 
With our eyes closed, church, this is time between you and God. Freedom is here, church. The second group of people who are going to pray for now and pray with. No one is, no one is going to come up front today. If you are struggling with sin, with our eyes closed, please raise your hand. I can see the hands. If you are struggling with sin, please raise your hand so that I can see it higher. Thank you. I see your hands. You keep going back to this thing. You keep unforgiving. You keep... I see those hands. You, you just keep going to this thing and you know that God doesn't want it in you. We're going to pray for you. And the last group of people I want to see who are here, those who are distant with Jesus. If your relationship is distant with Jesus, please raise your hand and we are going to pray. If your relationship is distant with Jesus, if you are at home, just raise your hand at home and we will pray with, for you into this week. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. To those who have raised your hands, thank you. Hallelujah. Father, we pray. September, we when we raise our hands, be it here or at home, it is a sign of surrender. It is a sign of surrender. It is a sign of surrender. That victory, I'm coming for you. When we raise our hands. It, it's, it's a sign. It's a declaration. Father, we thank you for deliverance in those people's lives, Lord. We thank you, Father, for breakthroughs in those people's lives, Lord. We break the spirit of anxiety. We break the spirit of sin. We break them this morning in the name of Jesus. We break Izin, don't go see, that are hindering your people to come closer to you. We break the spirit of religion in the name of Jesus. We break the spirit of I am not enough in the name of Jesus. 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 It cuts through like a double-edged sword. And we break these things this morning. We thank you for the new life that you have given us all. We thank you, Father, that as we pursue you this week, that you will draw to us like never before. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, that no weapon formed against us will prosper. As we learn to discern your will, mighty God, there will be no confusion in the name of Jesus. As we learn to read our minds, Lord, there will be no confusion between your word and our minds. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Church, as we go, I just speak more of God over your lives. That you will know Him more. You will know Him more. I speak more encounters with Him like never before. In the name of Jesus. I pray that nothing will stop you from discerning. I thank you. I pray that when you are under pressure, you will be able to pause. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. The Lord bless you, church. The Lord keep you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. And the Lord's face shine upon you. Hallelujah. Victory is here. Victory is yours. Your life will never be the same again. Your life will never be the same again. Two things I'll emphasize. Find someone to hold you accountable. ASAP. And find someone you will hold accountable. ASAP. It's key. It's key. Hallelujah. Next week, we're going to seal it. We're going to plaster over this thing. We're going to put a plaster. If you're building, we're going to paint over it. We're going to plaster over it. Next week. Come prepared. Yeah. Father, thank you. Word. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, Wilkinson. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for joining Church Online today. We hope that you were inspired and challenged by today's message. We would like to encourage you to join one of our connect groups where you can make friends and discuss the word further. You can message us on 072-606-6747 to join a connect group or to send us any prayer needs you might have. To give your tithes and offering, please visit our website www.endurban.org to get our bank details and zapper code. Have a safe and blessed week.